0: Hi everyone, I'm Marissa Kavanagh, Content Marketing Manager at McGraw-Hill Higher Education and I want to welcome you all to our Your Hired podcast series. In 2018, we conducted a future workforce survey of 1,000 students and found that only 41% felt prepared for their future careers. Many said that more internships, career preparation, networking, career preparation tools, and more access to college career centers would have helped them feel more prepared. To help bridge this gap, we're proud to sponsor and share our student centric on demand podcast series called You're Hired. Drawing on experts from around the academic and business community, this series offers practical real world preparation and advice on how to succeed in college and ways in which students can get a jumpstart on their career. Here with me today are Natalie Vega Rose and Jamie Turner, both from Lone Star College in Kingwood. We're going to discuss today some options and some possibilities with folks interested in the STEM career. To get started, Jamie and Natalie, why don't you
1: introduce yourself? I'm Natalie and I'm a math professor, but that actually wasn't where I started. I actually began college as a theater major and made the leap into the M part of STEM. I really enjoyed all the tech work in theater, sound and lights were my favorite. And I think there's a lot of commonality between fine arts and math that folk don't initially see. There's a lot of beauty in math and there's a lot of math in beauty. So a couple quick examples. Visually, we have fractals in nature that everyone loves looking at. Google it if you aren't sure what those are. And in music, there's so much, for example, Bach's music has often been described as mathematical or partially because of the intricate structures and symmetries that he uses. It was my college algebra professor who helped to spark my interest in both becoming an instructor as well as in math at the end of that class. She asked me to work with her as her supplemental instruction leader or SI leader, and that meant helping other students to master college algebra. And so when I saw that I could help students master content, the rest was history.
0: Thank you. And Jamie, how about yourself? What made you interested in a career in STEM?
2: I grew up in Colorado, Rocky Mountains. I always loved the outdoors. My grandfather was a miner. And so we spent a lot of time collecting rocks and thinking about geology. That combined, my father was in IT. So we got to computer industry, get built and advance. And we always had the newest and the funnest computers coming out. And that combined with just I loved Legos and building things, science fairs, and, yeah, always just liked the STEM fields.
0: <laughs> so it's interesting because I come from a very different background, and I know what a lot of other folks do. I was a major in English and in liberal arts in general um, with business uh, minor. So STEM is kind of a, a foreign world for me, so I'm kind of curious. Um, What exactly does a STEM career look like? I know it can be pretty far reaching, but is there any examples that you can kind of give us or, or share of like what a STEM degree might actually equal once you graduate school?
1: Sure. So uh, if you do a quick Google search for STEM career, you will see that there's so much out there. It's so broad and and also it can be intertwined. For example, just in the S science category alone, you could be talking about anything from a dentist to a soil scientist to a yoga instructor to to a dietitian. I mean, there's so much, you know, uh, Jamie, do you want to chime in on on engineering?
2: Definitely will um, mirror the idea that it is diverse. So within engineering, I just counted the other day, there's 45 different fields of engineering. So a lot of little specialized fields, which sounds overwhelming when you're first trying to decide what to go into. But within all of those 45 fields, there's the main ones. So that's going to be chemical, civil, electrical, mechanical engineering. then within each of those main ones, you have a lot of specialization. So like within chemical engineering, for example, you could go into the energy industry with petroleum engineering, or you could specialize in plastics, which is a huge field right now. Or you could go into biomolecular and the medical community with pharmaceuticals, all the way up to metallurgical engineering, so designing things like swords, all under the chemical engineering umbrella. And of course, what binds it all together is you're looking at atomic microstructures and atoms. But I think sometimes someone would be interested in swords, but they would never think of signing up under chemical engineering because they wouldn't connect those two fields to one another. So it's, and a lot of university programs will start with a more broad field, and then it's not till you're a junior or a senior that you start taking the specialized classes and and subjects that people are really excited about, so
1: decide what your passion
2: is and and there's an engineering field that will will be around that i think I
1: think take too- the classes
0: and, and it'll be it'll come. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, and I think too, Jamie, you know, we talked about the specializations in, in the E in and the engineering, but also in technology, there are things like illustrator, cybersecurity analysis or video game designer and things like math, you could be a financial planner, an economist, there's so much, even with what you said, someone is interested in being a swordsmith and designing, you know, Lord of the Rings broadswords might not necessarily realize that they might be in the same degree program as someone who is interested in developing pharmaceuticals. So it, it really is just whatever you're interested in. Likely it's got some kind of connection to STEM because it is so broad.
2: Yeah, definitely. And I think within every project, within every company, Each company, they're going to hire STEM people and liberal arts people, mathematicians and engineers alongside HR and advertising people. And so it doesn't matter what company you're in or what project it is. It's going to have a multidisciplinary component to it. And it's what piece of it do you want to work on? So do you want to write the advertising? Do you want to write the music? Do you want to create the sound system? Do you want to create the theater backdrops you, but it's, you can work anywhere you want with any degree you want. It's just which piece of it is the most interesting to you when you're deciding what field is going to fit you best.
0: Gotcha. And for these different degrees, obviously they're pretty expansive. Um, it sounds like across the board, there's so many different directions you can take it in. Um, For people interested in these kinds of careers, or they're thinking about these types of careers that they might want, do most degrees with, you know, most careers with STEM backgrounds, do they only require an undergraduate degree or is it more likely that people will have to go to graduate school as well?
2: Yeah, so for STEM degrees, and we could even start with the two-year technical degrees. So there's a lot of schools for if you really enjoy technician working in the labs actually assembling things and that's more of the technology and two-year course programs a bachelor's degrees and a lot of them a lot of people will have a master's as so you can go the technical field expert route or project manager route technical field expert route is more of the research and theory design of the project versus managerial route. You still have to understand STEM, but then you're looking at economics and organizing people and resources around it. So managerial route, you definitely probably want to get a master's degree as the field expert. And experience on the job becomes a very important part of it too, as well as your education. So getting summer internships while you're in college But definitely there's, so there's different career paths and the sooner you can work in internships, talk to people from the field and just talk to family members or their friends, parents about what they do in their career. Maybe master's versus doctorate degree. So if you wanna go into the private sector, need is a master's i think the only reason to get a doctorate degree is if you're going to go into academia so become a professor or if you want to stay and work in national labs and do a government job then a doctorate becomes important there too but otherwise if you're going to stay in the private sector and do research for like exxon or national instruments or something, then all you need is a, is a master's degree. And you can see presidents of companies that, that only have their master's.
0: Gotcha. Sarah I asked, just because again, I, I haven't had much background in STEM, how, if you had to take a guess, how long do these programs typically take students? Like, is it a two-year program in graduates to get your master's or is it longer or um, can it vary pretty widely depending on which type of program you're in?
1: I think we've got, you know, since STEM is so broad, I think it depends on the program chosen. Jamie really summarized well, you know, the instances where you would need a two-year, a four-year, you know, a master's or a terminal degree. And I think that definitely it depends not only on what you've chosen, but also the time commitment that you have to dedicate to school if you go full-time, a bachelor's can definitely be done in four years with an additional two for master's, but if you need to go part-time, it obviously would take longer, and depending on your workload and you know family responsibilities, things like that, all of that will be factored into the equation, because no, no matter your field that you go into, courses will require dedication and, and a lot of hard work.
0: That is a great point. Um, for students who are considering getting into a STEM degree or getting their STEM degree, is there anything that they should know of ahead of time, um, either on what types of courses they'll be expected to focus on or take or master, um, or things that they should just kind of be aware of before they consider this path?
1: I think we we you know talked a little about some of this in the previous questions because it it is so broad, right? And and what Jamie said actually, if if We have if there's any advice that I would give to a student, it would be to talk to someone in the field that you're considering. Ask if you can shadow them and see what their day is like, because that's the best way to determine if that is something that they're interested in. That's the best way to determine if this is the career path that they want to follow. Yeah, that and
2: add. I think there are some classes that are more important than others in STEM fields because they're prerequisites. So a prerequisite is something that take physics one until you've taken calculus. And calculus one really is where it all starts. Like an engineering degree, technology, science, they're not math degrees, but math is a very important part of it. Another piece of it is even STEM majors will be taking history classes and English classes. And some people roll their eyes and say, why do I have to take an English class if I'm a STEM major? But communication is important for everybody. This is just the information age. So take all of the classes seriously and realize that they're not even going to all be STEM classes. And those English and communications, engineers write as much as any liberal arts major writes. If you don't write the report, if you don't put your name on it, you won't get credit for the ideas and inventions you come up with. So it's very multidisciplinary and you're gonna be doing a little bit of everything in it, but pay attention to anything that is a prerequisite, especially the math classes, I would say.
0: That's great advice. And it's so true. There's so many ways that your gen ed courses, um, even though they might not be directly related to your degree, they definitely affect your future. Um, And definitely have a place in your, your future career. Um, So I have one other big question for you both. So as women in the STEM field, um, do you think you've faced or you've experienced any additional challenges or obstacles that people should be aware of?
1: I think it can be isolating sometimes to be a female in STEM fields since it is heavily dominated by men. But I think that having a good support system is important. And, you know, as with anything else, as you grow in your program, you'll get more comfortable with your professors and your classmates and the content you're learning. And, you know, that'll ultimately lead to confidence.
2: Yeah, I think it's getting a lot better now than it was. So I got my degree. It's been about 20 years. Goodness, I'm getting old. (laughs) And there was 18% girls at my university when I was there. It was a little bit, there were jokes that went around that the guys would say that at that particular school where the men are men and so are the women. And that's kind of a bad message. You don't have to be manly to go into the STEM career. You don't have to be left brain or right brain or this like a diversity of of personalities and characters and skills are going to be advantageous for any project that you're working at. And it's you don't want to make everybody kind of fit the same mold because you're gonna miss out on a lot of the pros and cons and understanding how to to make the best project. So for I'm an engineer and in engineering you need to really understand everything from how people feel about the project and the human aspect of it and how it's going to serve all of the different, you know, people of the world. So it's diversity is is great. And um, yeah, I think there's, there's a lot more women now than there used to be. It's I mean, my first job interview, put on steel-toed boots and a lumberjack shirt. Like it wasn't put on a skirt and and a suit and makeup and stuff. I had to make myself look rough and tumble because it was a pilot plant and <laughs> it involved, you know, hauling around buckets of acid and working 12-hour shifts and stuff and I had to make myself out to be tough and and going into the field, I did very much kind of feel like I had to put on the tough sort of veneer and I probably wouldn't have gotten that first job if I hadn't dressed up in a lumberjack shirt (laughs) but that's and different jobs are going to require different skill sets and you do have to be tough if you're out in, in some fields but um there's very much a feminine side to it too to so engineers very much have to understand the problems of society and we're making things from houses and cars to air conditioning systems to highways and knowing how everybody from the different facets of society are gonna use what you make, it very much needs input from from everybody. So from kids age wise and gender wise and nationality wise. So the more diverse the team is, the better what you're making is gonna turn out to be.
0: I think that's really great great advice, especially the part where you mentioned. Um, that it really takes all different types and there's no one personality type or one mindset that really makes any one STEM career. There's there's so many different variations of of careers in this field Um, and really everyone should be and and can be welcomed into it. I think is a really important piece for folks to consider if they're interested in a STEM career or STEM future. Um, As we start to wrap up, I just want to ask, I know you guys gave some great advice to students who are considering uh, potential futures in in STEM. But if there's one thing you could impart to anyone who's either getting started in the STEM field or anyone who's considering it, is there any one thing that they should know about or think about or ask, um, from folks who who've done it before anything that they should consider?
1: So I love what Jamie said, as, as you guys just said about it being you know it, inclusive of everything. But I think that too, as, as students are considering, what what they want how do they know what that looks like and the idea of talking to someone in the field that they're considering will that be something interesting for them will that be enjoyable for them Um, ask them if they can shadow them see what their day is like what's the career like and uh, Jamie and I actually were talking about this earlier and she said that there are actually a ton of YouTube videos of people doing exactly this, so you know, hang out on YouTube. And so, <laughs> you know, I think, I think either way, whatever you're considering, STEM or non-STEM, you talk to someone in the field and get a feel for what it's like.
2: Yeah, and I would talking to people is great. In the end, everybody needs to find something they are passionate about. So. Are you passionate about climate change? Are you passionate about improving the quality of life for everybody, making sure everybody has clean water to drink and food to eat, shelter, transportation? The health nut, are you you passionate about being healthy? Really into communication in the information age, you wanna connect everybody from countries and cultures and get into kind of the information side of things. Find something you're excited about, because there's going to be some late nights and sweat, blood, and tears to get through any degree out there. And just finding something that that challenges you, gives you meaning, joy. What are your hobbies? What do you do in your free time that you enjoy? And that's, in the end, it's not about making your parents happy. It's not about trying to look smart. It's about finding something that you're interested in. This is, you know, in elementary school and high school, everybody kind of tells you what classes to take and what to do. And and in college, you finally get to define yourself. So be true to yourself. Do something that excites you, that you're interested in.
0: Have fun with it. I think that's fantastic advice no matter what career path you pick. Um, thank you guys both so much for joining us today. This was incredibly helpful and hopefully really illuminating for folks um, who are considering STEM uh, careers or, or folks who are or just considering careers in general for the future. Um, thank you both so much. And then for everyone else, please feel free to join us for additional recordings of your Your Hired podcast series. Um, we'll have more practical advice and tips for you in the future. Thank you.